Good evening and uh, welcome to October Cabinet meeting. In fact, there are two Cabinet meetings in October. Um, we're just testing the microphone system at the moment, so just bear with us until we're... Yes, apparently we're all okay, so those of you uh, who are listening in uh, are welcome as well. Um, item one, apologies for absence and declarations of interest. Apologies from Councillor Lodge and from Mr Pugh. Um, um, anybody else? Could I declare an interest, Chairman, regarding the ecology management area as a hand councillor? Okay, otherwise we'll move on to item two. Minutes of the meeting held on the 15th of September. Is that a true record? It is. Okay, then matters um, <coughs> arising from that uh, meeting... Uh, CA 32 to 34, CA 35 to 37, CA 38 and 39, CA 40 and 41 and 42, CA 43 and 44, CA 45 and 46. Uh, 46 if I could, Chairman. Um, one of the comments that I made there was I asked for members of training to be organised so that members understand their responsibilities in relation to equalities issues. And I wondered if the Chief Exec had, not specifically for this training, but for any training, sort of got a, a future idea of, of dates for possible training opportunities for members. I don't believe we have any dates at the present time. Okay. If we could just bear it in mind for sometime in the near future, thank you. Okay, there were no matters arising from the minutes, so we'll proceed to item four, which is questions or statements from non-executive members. There aren't any. Matters referred to the executive. Uh, there aren't any. Um, item six, re reports from performance and audit and scrutiny committees, um, and uh, the scrutiny committee uh, recommendation and draft minutes of scrutiny meeting on the 4th of October, air quality action plan, which is in the um, uh, your pack for this evening. In fact, uh, the report is on page 19 for those of you who have hard copy. So we will now take that item and ask uh, Councillor Dean just to refer to that and anything else he wants to refer to from the scrutiny committee. There are um, two uh, points that I'd like to, or two matters that I'd like to bring to your attention tonight. There is the, yes, the question of the air quality action plan um, and also the North Essex Parking Partnership which is also an item on your agenda, agenda item 9. If I just give you some feedback on that first rather than when you get to item 9 because it's quite short. Um, we, we held a special meeting or the scrutiny committee held a special meeting with the 
North Essex Parking Partnership and discussed the uh, agreement on the 26th of September. We, we had um, a presentation from Richard Walker, who is the um, NEPP's group manager, and also Lisa Hinman, who's the central area manager. And, and we, 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 were, we were very impressed by their um, presentation. We had quite a, uh, a, a, a long discussion, question and answer session after uh, they'd given their presentation. I'll just highlight a few points that, um, that came up. One was the question of customer service and who the NEPP thought their um, customer was because I think there was something in, in, in one of the reports that we read which suggested that their customers were only the people to whom they gave tickets uh, booked for incorrect parking. But of course, the, the other side to it is the, the, the general public and those who um, expect NEPP to be doing the job that they're meant to do, which is to um, police um, parking by the public, so there's a kind of split, um, a split arrangement there, or a split focus, should I say? Um, we, um, we 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 talked about um, the fact that uh, they only have one civil enforcement officer in the district a lot, some of the time. Uh, the notes say that on average there are two. I'm not sure whether it was actually on average two, but on many occasions there are two, uh, one of whom concentrates on Saffron Walden and one covers the rest of the district. Um, subsequent, later in the meeting we discuss, and I'll come on to that in a minute, um, we, we also asked about the relationship between the district council as um, an owner of the car park asset and how, if you will, whether we were a good client to them. Um, there, were, there were certainly matters that um, came up. They particularly mentioned about the problems that we've been experiencing or the disorganization caused by other parties, I might say, at Lower Street Car Park in Stansted. They said that that was, had caused them some confusion, but they were coping with it. Um, the question came up about um, the ability to contact the North Essex Parking Partnership um, and, uh, and a feeling from some members that they, they didn't know how to make contact with them if there was a problem, let's say, on the, on, in a particular area or part of the district. And they, they said that they would circulate a who's who and contact numbers of relevant officers. I can't remember whether they handed something out on the night, but I think that's something they, yes, they, they, they did, and maybe that's something that we ought to arrange to be sent to all members so that yep. I think it'd be helpful. The, re the rest of the council is, yep. is, is aware of who's who. Questions came up about um, their accounts and whether or not they should present accounts to our own audit committee on, a, on an annual basis. Um, we were told that the joint committee of which Councillor Bach is a member, does scrutinise their accounts, but I think that's something to be, to be thought about in future. 
and um, Lisa Hinman did say that, that she was keen to build a relationship with district members and ask members to con contact her if they have any issues on a day-to-day -day basis. The, the upshot of, of the discussion which we, we held after our, our visitors has left was that members agree that it would be difficult for UDC to provide the, the service itself and, and to provide it cheaper than we're, we, we perceive that we're getting at the moment and therefore it would be ill-advised for the council to leave the partnership, hence turning it round the other way. That's more or less the same as saying, recommending that you, the cabinet does renew the um, agreement um, there were, d despite that overall feeling that it should be renewed, there were concerns, one of which was about the um, question marks still outstanding about value for money um, and about the, the level of staffing and therefore the amount of um, enforcement that takes place in the district and we think that that should be, that should be given further consideration and, 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 and discussion and, and, and probing over coming months. So the, the, so the committee anyway resolved to recommend that the cabinet agrees in principle that UDC commit to the NEPP for a further four years. Um, we also said that I as the chairman of the committee would liaise with Council Asker to review some of the other points that came up and bring those back to our November meeting um, so I, I won't go through anything more now. I've got notes and we need to do that and we'll bring it back and if there's anything worthwhile, we'll, uh, we'll forward that on to, to be looked into. Good. Well, thanks for that. Um, and as you say, we have got an item, so we won't cover it. But the three points that came out for me from what you just said is the desire by NEP to dialogue with councillors. I think that's excellent. I think I really encourage that. It would be good to circulate the contact details so that people have it. Um, and um, in, in addition, the other two points you talked about in terms of the coverage and uh, continue focus on value for money, if we can put that in the minutes and um, we'll, we'll come back to those points. Good, thank you. And um, air quality. Yeah, we, the committee met again on the um, 4th of October and uh, had a fairly long and, and detailed discussion about the uh, air quality action plan which had been agreed by the cabinet at its um, last meeting in, on the 15th of September. I had um, called it in because there were some concerns about the, the report. The upshot of our conclusions was that the, the report did not have a clear enough um, statement. What am I listening to? <laughs> <I'm being laughs> so I've, got, I've got quiet voices in the background. <laughs> um, stereo, no, it's not stereo. I'm not sure what it is. Anyway, um, it, it was felt that the committee did not that the report as it stands at the moment does not give a clear enough statement about what the situation is at the present time in terms of air quality and, and, and pollution and where 
the council wants to get to by a particular time in terms of improving the situation and where appropriate taking into account uh, other changes that might happen in the meantime such as additional development and therefore additional traffic in Saffron Walden so it wasn't clear enough from that point of view. The, the action plan contains a, a long list of um, proposed actions um, but they were not they are not currently prioritized to say which ones are the most important ones in order to achieve whatever it is that the plan is aiming to achieve and having identified or on the assumption that it is possible to identify what those priorities are there is not an underpinning um, budget or commitment to do it so so in, in essence there's a plan with a lot of things that could be done um, some of which may have minimal impact and some of which uh, probably have a greater impact and we feel that it needs to be looked at further to uh, focus it down on where there's clarity in terms of what is going to be achieved, what, what the outcome will be um, and, and that very much fits in with the um, expectations which are set out in, the, in DEFRA's guidance. So, so there was a concern that, um, that the plan wasn't really compliant with uh, DEFRA guidance in terms of how these reports should um, deliver the sorts of things that I've just been talking about because it, it, does, it does set out the expectations for the con continuation for, for the contents of a plan. And I think, you know, I, I, could, I could go on. There are lots of... Um, lots of points in the minutes you've got a copy of the minutes but essentially it's about quantifying things much more clearly um, and and including um, and, and underpinning that with a commitment to fund whatever it is that needs to be done and and, and recognizing that it's not just this council that has to take action that Essex County Council is a major player but it's not good enough just simply to say well uh, that's Essex County Council's problem so therefore we'll wait and find out what they decide to do it's our plan and they should, they should buy it. we should get them to buy into it um, so, okay. so we, we essentially recommend that, that it comes back to cabinet and that uh, further work is carried out uh, to smarten it up Okay. Um, so thank it. you for that. Uh, I'll say a few words and Councillor Barker wishes to speak and then I'll just ask Mr Harper if he wants to comment on as well. So um, as we said at, uh, when it first came to uh, Cabinet, uh, we take uh, air quality uh, throughout the district, but obviously particularly in Saffron Walden, uh, extremely seriously. There are 22 recommendations and we absolutely agree with you, uh, Councillor Dean. Some of those recommendations are um, of more significance than others and we do need to prioritise them. Uh, we do need to generate a plan. There are two pieces of key information that we don't have tonight uh, which will be material to this. One is um, what is going to be put into the local plan for Walden um, and secondly uh, the detailed highways report uh, for Saffron Walden which uh, might mitigate um, um, air quality difficulties. So we can't 
obviously take it much further, nor should we. Uh, I understand that officers believe that um, they can come back at our next Cabinet meeting on the 26th of October um, with some further uh, elaboration on those recommendations. Um, but uh, just to reiterate, this is a serious matter and will be treated as such. Councillor Barker. Um, thank you, Chairman. Just specifically on the, on the bullet points that we have in front of us, um, there seem to be four requests from scrutiny. Uh, first, that the action plan should contain a position statement, which I think is what you meant by this is where we are today and this is where we're hoping to go, or this is where we're hoping to stay. Um, Prioritisation of the actions, and I think, yes, we can give some. Um, there will be actions that we believe will have more of an effect than less of an effect. Um, quantification of costs, yes, I think a, a vague cost view on those. Uh, very difficult with things such as highways improvements to have an idea of the cost, but uh, an idea of the costs. And um, confirmation of the plan meets the DEFRA guidelines. But I'm sure the officers will be happy to take that away and come back with you know, some minor tweaks later in the month. Mr. Harbour, do you want to add anything? No, um, officers will continue to, to do work on the plan, taking account of the scrutiny committee's points and the points that will be made tonight. Good. Thank you. So we, we, we will be discussing this matter again. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, that moves us on to item... Uh, no, it doesn't. There's a matter in between, which is item 7, uh, the Refugee Working Group. And I should have said, I do apologise, and we need to minute this, uh, Councillor Redfern sends her apologies. She's not in the country tonight. Um, and um, I think we said at our last Cabinet meeting, I think uh, Councillor Redfern updated us, delighted to report that Uttlesford has received um, its first uh, uh, refugees. Um, and um, it is not something, although I'm broadcasting this live, uh, that we'll go into further detail on, because it's absolutely appropriate uh, that these good people are able to settle into our community. They are being given complete and full support, um, and uh, that, that, that is going very well. So that is item seven. Uh, item eight is the multi-year statement, and I call upon Councillor Howell. Multi-year settlement. Apologies, um, Councillor Howell. Thank you, Leader. Um, colleagues, um, you'll recall that at our last meeting on the 15th of September, we agreed in principle to opt for a multi-year settlement offer, uh, and we asked the Section 151 officer uh, to prepare the efficiency plan for approval uh, at the October meeting. The recommendation in front of us tonight is to authorise the Section 15 officer uh, to submit the multi-year settlement request and the associated efficiency plan. I'll speak very briefly to the contents, if you don't mind, um, just reiterating some of the background to this paper. Uh, you'll recall that um, in our provisional settlement for 2016-17, <coughs> the government stated that if we wish to, uh, take up the offer, there was the potential for a four-year funding settlement to 2019-2020. Uh, the deadline for submitting any such uh, application is the 14th of October. Um, I also need to, to point out what's been mentioned on a number of occasions in this room and elsewhere, that the final year of the revenue support grant is 2017 and 18. So as a consequence of that, um, the financial advantages of entering into this multi-year settlement is likely to be limited. Nevertheless, there are benefits from it, potentially around giving us greater certainty around our, our finances uh, over the period of the multi-year settlement. Um, I also need to caveat these remarks by emphasising the government has highlighted a number of words of caution 
uh, were circumstances uh, to change um, and we need to take that into account when we consider this matter. Um, now, there is no prescribed format for an efficiency statement, um, but there is some guidance as to the type of things that might be followed, and the uh, medium-term financial plan, or our medium-term financial strategy, is a good starting point. You'll be pleased to know that the suggestion is we keep this nice and simple, and you'll be particularly pleased to know we've kept it to two pages. Um, my general approach to life is if you can't say it on two pages, you probably aren't focusing and concentrating enough. Um, but we need to make clear reference to the, the ongoing and planned transformation projects. I'll speak directly, if you don't mind, to the two-page um, efficiency plan, which is contained in the papers. Um, now, I think it's an opportunity for me to reiterate some of the, the issues and challenges that we face as an organisation, and I recognise that perhaps um, some of us believe that I sound a bit like a broken record on this <coughs> subject. But we as members and the senior management of the council are fully aware of the challenges that this council faces in future years as we adjust to reductions in government funding. And we have a strategy in place that will allow us to maintain our key ethos of being a high quality and low tax council. We will do that through a series of resilience and robust changes to the way we organise ourselves, looking to increase income generation, to be increasingly commercial in the way we operate, to look at service redesign and new ways of working, joint working, shared services and partnerships. An example of that is the North Essex Parking Partnership, which we'll be talking about later, and I hope there will be other areas in which we can pursue that same strategy. We have a transformation reserve of £1 million, which is specifically designed to help us overcome this challenge. But the challenge is important that we recognise. It's quite significant. 2017-18 will be a year of surplus, but thereafterwards we will be moving into a deficit position and our deficit will be increasing by roughly £1 million per annum. The details are set out on page 21 of the report and there are a number of variables where the outcome is still unknown around new homes bonus and the business rates retention. So even with, the, with, the, with our plan, there are areas where we um, face unknown additional challenges. The, uh, the multi-year settlement plan in front of you sets out the income generation that we aim to achieve through um, income generation, through service redesign, new ways of working. As examples, in 2017-18, our objective is, is to achieve £75,000 of savings uh, or additional revenues rather through income generation. Um, service redesign will deliver 100,000 and new ways of working another 100,000. These numbers with the endeavour and work of all councillors and officers will grow over the life of this plan to ensure that the deficit that I spoke about earlier uh, of close to a million pounds by 2020-2021 is managed and um, it's important though that we all recognise that this is a collective endeavour um, I recognise I'm speaking to, 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 to Cabinet colleagues and to, 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 um, uh, to the Chairman of the Scrutiny Committee, but it is something that I hope that all councillors take on board. It is going to have to be a collective endeavour for us to achieve this. Um, but that, in summary, uh, is the efficiency plan, um, and I would like to put that recommendation forward to Cabinet. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Howell. I've just got um, a couple of uh, comments, I think, in, 
in the two-page document that you refer to, which overall is absolutely fine. Um, the second paragraph, under medium-term financial strategy and reserve strategy, the second paragraph, the first point, commercialisation and income generation, um, you may just want to liaise with uh, Mr Webb in terms of um, some of the other uh, more substantive uh, items that we're thinking of doing um, in, in terms of uh, generating income. These are reasonable examples, but they're not published probably some of the bigger schemes that we're, we're, we're planning. You may just want to reflect on that because it's important, obviously, that we're giving a very clear message that we are proactive and imaginative in terms of generating income. Um, and um, in terms of your box and your efficiency plan, um, new ways of working, you, you may want to quote some examples. I think it would help to flesh out that, uh, um, that, that point. Um, and... Um, even on service redesign, um, communication is important, but I think there are more aspects to, to service redesign around an efficiency statement that you may want to think of. So they're just some areas I just want to, to beef up on that. Um, and um, I don't want to get into detail, but there is a slight um, typo in the third line of the corporate plan and council ambitions, but I can take that offline. But otherwise, I think absolutely right. We've decided... Um, that uh, this, this is our approach. Uh, the efficiency plan is fine. I think we could just enhance some of the examples. Our leader, I'm happy to take those comments. Um, I didn't pick up on the typo myself, but I'm sure that's been noted. And you're absolutely right. If we can, if we can expand on some of these points and still stick to two pages, then yep. we'll definitely yeah, be able to do that's that. That's good. Okay, no other comments. So the recommendation is that the Cabinet is recommended to authorise the Section 151 officer to submit the multi-year settlement request and associated efficiency plan subject to uh, a further dialogue between the Cabinet member and the Section 151 officer. Those in favour? Carried unanimously. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, we now move on to item 9 which is the North Essex Park Parking Partnership, extension of the Joint Committee Agreement, Councillor Barker, and um, listeners will already have heard um, comment on that partnership. Thank you, Chairman. Chairman, this item is a proposal to extend the current arrangements with the North Essex Parking Partnership for both on- and off-street parking for a four-year period from 2018 to 2022. I would like to thank Councillor Dean for his earlier comments and allowing me to attend scrutiny to hear members views first hand. I would also mention that there are two sessions next Monday the 17th for councillors to ask questions of NEP, one here in Saffron Walden at half past two and later in Dunmo at 6.30. Chairman, Uttlesford has worked in partnership with Braintree and Colchester over many years and more recently formally through the North Essex Parking Partnerships since 2011 when Essex County Council delegated its on-street responsibilities to districts and boroughs. The parking partnership carries out both the off-street and on-street functions for Uttlesford. Off-street, it collects the money from our car parks, it organises season ticket sales and carries out enforcement activities. The revenues from these activities comes back to Uttlesford. The parking partnership makes an annual charge to Uttlesford, currently of 154000 to cover the cost of this service. This aspect of the service is the part that the district could potentially take back in-house and was discussed at length on scrutiny at scrutiny on September the 26th. Their recommendation was that we should continue to bind NEP services. The on-street operations are the side of the business Essex delegated in 2011 following decriminalisation of offences. 
Previous to this, the districts and boroughs were running services as a deficit to the Essex taxpayer, and the two new parking partnerships were tasked with reducing and eliminating this deficit. This on-street service carries out enforcement of parking, as well as the maintenance of lines and signs, residence parking schemes, and new traffic regulation orders. This part of the service needs to be self-funding across the NEP area. The Scrutiny Committee discussed this in some depth and was told that should we withdraw from the NEP agreement, we would have no control over this part of the function, as the responsibility would rest with the remaining NEP committee and Colchester as the lead member. This could lead to decisions being made in Uttlesford without the appropriate local knowledge. Chairman, I need to amend and delete the second recommendation today, because although I attended scrutiny and a number of proposals were made, scrutiny, the detail is not conveyed in the minutes of that meeting. Um, I would therefore propose the first recommendation, namely that the Cabinet agrees that the Council should sign up to the four-year extension of the Joint Committee Agreement offered to the North Essex Parking Partnership by Essex County Council, and that the recommendations that will be agreed by the Scrutiny Committee in November are explored with the NEP. Happy to answer any questions, Chairman. Is the Chairman of Scrutiny content with uh, that point? I think it's an administrative The, the issue one. is that there are no recommendations in the scrutiny report, and Mr Harper wrote the covering report without the details of the scrutiny minutes. I hadn't spotted that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it is certainly intention to come back to it in yep, November, sir. and as there's no urgency on that, then uh, we'll do so. Yeah, and that, that, that will be the amended, um, the amended yes. recommendation. <laughs> Councillor Howell. Uh, may I just very, very briefly say that I welcome the recommendation. I, I'd similarly observe that there were no recommenda recommendations contained from scrutiny, but I did read the questions that would, and I didn't attend that meeting. I, found, I thought that that meeting had probed very effectively and asked really sensible and challenging questions around how the net operates, and it was good to see scrutiny doing the role that it, that it did perform on that occasion. Um, I don't wish to approach everything wearing the finance hat, but inevitably I will. Um, and I feel that the North Essex Parking Partnership has a very important financial contribution to make. Uh, and assessing its contribution, the financial contribution, is an important way of, of, of balancing up and deciding whether we should proceed with something. I think that NEP is an example of how we can deliver services more effectively working in partnership with other councils. This is a service that we have to provide, whether we like it or not. It's an extremely important form of income generation for the council. Um, and it's quite clear from the paper and from our own experience that were we to take it back in-house, it would cost us significantly more to do so. So for me, there's a, a strong financial imperative for repeat of renewing the, the relationship and the arrangement. Clearly, there, when we first entered into it, there was some bedding down around governance and the like, but I believe that we've addressed those concerns. Um, and I think that there is a greater understanding of what NEP does and how we can benefit of it as a council. So I strongly recommend the recommendation, or sorry, sorry, strongly support the recommendation. Um, and, and I hope that we will look at other areas of partnership working going forward. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Howell. Did, did you want to speak, Councillor Dean? I'm working. It took a while. Well, no, just to say that obviously the main recommendation was that the Cabinet does renew the agreement, but the, but the detailed stuff we will come okay. back with. And, and, and I think I 
uh, asked for the, your earlier points to be minuted, so I think we've captured those, but uh, they may be more in November. Okay, no other comments. Uh, the recommendation has been read out. Those in favour? Carried unanimously, thank you. Item 10, compliance with the waste regulations in relation to separate collections of dry recyclables. Councillor Barker. Thank you, Chairman. Chairman, before I start, I did mean to ask Mr Harborough what TEEP stands for, because this is a TEEP assessment we're doing, and I failed to do that, so please don't it, it's ask me in, that It's question. in your report, uh, Councillor Barker. I can't remember okay. offhand, but I did notice it's something about... Anyway, Chairman. That's the one. Sarah, yep. Thank you. Chairman, this item looks at our compliance with the waste regulations in relation to separate collections of dry recyclables. This item has been presented to Cabinet previously, and there's a requirement to revisit the question when a major change to our waste collection occurs. Although unnoticed by most, we have recently started to use a waste transfer station in Great Dunmo for the bulking and onward transportation of our waste, and it's this that has triggered this review. The regulations require that we collect glass, metal, paper and plastics for recycling separately, but allow that they can be collected on a different basis when it is not technically, economically or environmentally practicable to make separate collections. The appendix in your paper goes into great detail about our current commingled collection costs, the potential costs associated with separating out the waste streams and increasing the number of passes that vehicles would need to make. It also details the likely reduction in capture rates for recyclables and the increased costs in terms of the reduction in recycling credits and gate fees. There is detail of and comparison with other areas collecting recyclables differently. The conclusions are that there would be an increase of around £250,000 in costs caused by an increase in the number of vehicles and drivers required and a reduction in recycling credits and a cost to the Disposal Authority, Essex County Council, of around £145,000 due to extra volumes of waste that has not been recycled. There would also be an environmental cost in terms of fewer recyclables going into the waste stream, sorry, into the recyclable stream. The system currently in operation is therefore seen to be more technically practicable, environmental and economic than collecting the four materials separately. Chairman, whilst recommending the, the assessment be approved, I would like to draw your attention to page 10, where the title of this page should read Uttlesford and not Basildon Council. Um, but we use the same facility, so the same process is correct. Secondly, I would point out that on page 3, in 2014-15, there were 747 tonnes of contaminants collected with our recyclables. This is an area where we must continue to be vigilant and encourage our residents to understand which items should be in which bin. Chairman, I propose the recommendation. Councillor Howell. Um, can I support the recommendation? Um, it's, it's very rare I come on any of these meetings and feel particularly well informed on the subject, but this is one of those rare occasions where I do feel fairly well informed. Um, some of you will know for a number of years I ran a helped, I helped run a uh,
Thank you, Councillor Howell, and apologies to anybody listening. Um, we are in the committee room, and we are having some problem with the microphones. I hope you caught the uh, general gist of that. Uh, Councillor Dean? Speaking as leader of the Liberal Democrat group rather than chair of scrutiny, because scrutiny hasn't looked at this, but I read this with uh, great pleasure. Certainly, speaking personally, I wouldn't like any more bins. Thank you very much. And I know my neighbours and my constituents wouldn't. Yes, I, I think this, this has been uh, a robust and successful scheme. I seem to recollect it was introduced under a Liberal Democrat administration, so maybe that helped. Uh, but I'm so glad that it's still running today. We could say, Chairman, that we've just tweaked it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just to, to summarise, uh, I, I think we're all in agreement, um, and uh, that I'd just like to make two comments. One is that uh, we um, devoted quite a lot of the last articles for the life to the attention that residents pay to what they put into which bin. It is extremely important, uh, both from an environmental point of view, but also actually from a uh, money-saving point of view, that things do not go in the black bin that shouldn't, uh, because they can be recycled. And my final point, not for tonight, but it is an aspiration that we have a consistent uh, waste collection system across the whole of Essex. Um, now, whether we can con convince the rest of Essex that we've got the best one, um, maybe there are others with good ideas as well. But it should be something that in the uh, medium term that we are looking at carefully with our, with our neighbours and colleagues. Uh, but other than that, um, the recommendations have been read out. Those in favour? carried unanimously. Um, there are uh, no matters that the Chairman considers urgent, so I close the meeting at 7.40. Thank you very much. Thanks.